Welcome to Beach Talks, a space created for fun, reflection, and learning. We want to connect with you in the most authentic and real way. Our goal is to make you think, laugh, and feel while you enjoy your favorite drink and a great view. So, are you ready? Make yourself comfortable and enjoy the ride. Thanks for spending your time with us. Welcome to Beach Talks. We are in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It's November 11, 2019. We are gathered here with a special guest that, um, I don't know, the destiny just gave us the opportunity to, to meet today. Uh, well, I'm here again with my wife, Pamela. We are producing this, this post podcast here in Playa del Carmen uh, in order to spread and convey like the messages that we think that people need to listen. And to achieve that goal today, well, tonight we are with two girls from Canada, right? right. Both of you are from Canada because I knew already that one of them was from Canada but okay now I know that the two of them are from Canada they're from Canada they came to play El Carmen in order to relax to dive to get a certification in scuba diving is that correct it is correct it okay is correct. what else do I know I know that Teta uh, has written poem books right yes I have correct what else do I know I know that I mean, she's a cool person to talk with because we, well, I talked with her the other day for two hours, more or less. But well, let's just introduce these beautiful ladies. Here with us tonight, we have Teta and Jose from Canada. <laughs> Welcome, girls. How are you tonight? Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. It's really a pleasure because we yeah. love when we meet new people and they just decide to sit with us and talk. So thank you very much. Pamela, ¿cómo estás el día de hoy? Excelente, gracias. ¿Tienes idea de quiénes son estas personas? No, pero ahorita las vamos a conocer. Okay, Pamela has no idea who you are, but no one, no one has, so no one has, so... Um, please tell us, like, long story short, who you are, like, why you're here, and what, what's the reason that brought you here to Playa del Carmen mainly? I am a retired high school English teacher, and I came to Playa del Carmen to pursue a passion and to get certified for diving and see every piece of undersea life that I possibly could. That's beautiful. What about you, Jose? Well, we are best friends. So uh, I'm also a retired teacher. I was teaching French and a little bit of Spanish. Okay. And it was this bucket list item to learn how to sue, and there we are. Okay, interesting. So we have two retired teachers, mm -hmm. BFFs, right? Yes. yes. Mejores amigas, maestras, jubiladas. All you have to do is to enjoy the rest of your life. Is that like the kind of vibe that you have right now in your, in your life? Am I correct? Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's start. Please, can you tell us how do you enjoy life? What do you do in order to feel like this is life besides maybe going traveling going to places and diving what else do you love to do Jose I, about three years ago I discovered that I enjoy uh, woodworking I started renovation in my house and so that became my little hobby to renovate my house <laughs> Just about done. And how does it look now? Beautiful. Do you like it? Love it. What's the, the thing that you, what, what's your favorite area? It has home? to be the kitchen. kitchen. The kitchen? Why? The kitchen. 
it's just stunning. It's inviting. Uh, we can gather up to 12 people around the table. Uh, the color are awesome. It's just, I don't know, I love it. So it is a big one. It's not that huge, no. but there was a wall between the dining room and the kitchen, and I got rid of that wall and make a huge one-room kitchen. Uh, did you take all the creative decisions in the kitchen? Like, okay, I want this color, I want this furniture, everything? All mine, all mine. Oh. All mine. Cool. O sea, Jose decidió cómo quería dejar su cocina punto por punto. That's great. I would love to see a picture of that because it looks... Sorry, it, I didn't bring I know, my phone. I know. I'm just trying to imagine. It's like, okay, I'm trying to imagine like a kitchen. Can you describe a little bit just in general terms? How does it look, your kitchen? That kitchen that you are so proud about. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's a blue kitchen. Well, there's some blue. The the back, what do you call those? The backsplash. Backsplash are tiles um, with blues in them, different grays and blues. And it just gives a tone to the old kitchen. Everything else is neutral. And my countertop is navy blue. So it just pops. Okay. I want to see that photo. You will. Eventually. Not today, but maybe. <laughs> so, okay, so, Tera, what about you? What do you love to do when you are not, obviously, you're not teaching anymore? Well, I still teach at oh, the university part-time. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Right. Um, when I'm not teaching, or I diving. love to, or diving, I love to go fishing. Okay. Um, or be on my paddleboard. But oh. our summers are very short in Canada. <laughs> Okay. So paddle boarding and fishing season, well, fishing is all year long because we do ice fishing too. So I love that. And then my other passion is my granddaughter and my boys. Beautiful. And you have another passion, which is poetry, right? Yes, passion. My poetry is, it, I don't even think about it as a passion because it's just part of who I am. Okay. And it's just, it's always, always there. You know, like I said, when we were walking down to the beach in Tulum, these little streams of bits of our conversation filtered in and other things, and it, they, it just kind of writes itself. Okay, um, I had the opportunity to read some of Tera's uh, poems the other day. Can you tell the people who is listening what's the name of that book and where can they find it? Oh, sure. The book is called A Month of Sundays. Okay. And it is available online through various stores, but Amazon primarily. And very quickly, why that title? Um, I picked that title because Sunday was always um, my day of solace and solitude. And I thought that um, nothing would be better for everyone in the world to experience that every day, like a month of Sundays and that peacefulness and that calm and tranquility over and over. That sounds really interesting. ¿Qué harías si tuvieras un mes de puros domingos? What would you do with a month full of Sundays? Terminaría de leer todos los libros que tengo pendientes. Este, meditaría, nadaría diario, implementaría más rutinas. That's a very cool question because that's the kind of question that we are going to make you tonight. So, um, what will I do with a month full of Sundays? I will read a lot. I will try to play the piano as much as possible. I think at least twice a day. I will like to go to be in touch with the nature, maybe going to the beach or going to somewhere else that I haven't been before, like to the jungle or something like that, or to a cenote and swim there. But it's a really interesting like thing to to think about it. Um, but Pamela is the one who has like interesting questions for you, maybe better than mine questions. <laughs> so okay, Pamela, por favor dinos la primera pregunta para las chicas. First questions for you guys. Okay, nos encantaría que nos compartieran en una escala del 1 al 10, 
¿Cuánto le podrían de calificación en el momento de su nacimiento y por qué? Did you get that, Jose? No todo. Okay. Uh, what grade would you put or would you give to the day that you were born? That specific moment where you start to exist, with, when you started to exist, which grade in a scale maybe from one to ten would you give to your birth? Do you mean our actual birth or actual our birth. realization birth? Your actual birth. The moment that you literally came out from your mother. I, we know it's a kind of abstract, weird, difficult question, but it's something that we want to know how you interpret that question and which grade would you give to that moment and why. I would love to give it a 10. Okay, you give it a 10. Why, why Jose? Because all of a sudden, I, there, I was, I existed. Because you are and here with us. I don't think there's any bigger miracle than the birth of a child. Okay, Jose, le daré un 10. We agree with that. Yeah, definitely. So, we have a 10 here. What about you, Tera? Um, I would venture in the same avenue to say a 10 because I think that children are the most amazing gift in the world. And okay. the gift of life is what I received on that day, and it's been amazing. We agree. ¿Tú cuánto le pondrías? Which, which great good would you give to you the day you were born? No, yo le pondría ocho. ¿Por qué? Why? Porque considero que es complicado la hora del nacimiento, porque estás en un lugar cálido con mamá. Es algo hermoso, momento hermoso. Y a la hora de salir de esa de ese confort, de esa calidez, es difícil, claro, es difícil. Es la primera vez que te enfrentas a la vida tú solo. ¿Y tú agree with that? Sí, sure. <laughs> yeah, what, what she was saying was that it's like really, it's really comfortable to be there as a, a fetus, and when you came out it's like a very different thing to deal with so that's why Pamela um, gives eight to the day that she uh, she was born uh, in my case I think a nine and I'm not a ten just because my mother told me that when I was born uh, she had a lot of like obstacles to handle in uh, you know Where, while I was like starting to came out from her so I don't know how difficult it was but she always um, tells me the story that I mean I could die there at that point so it's it's a miracle that I'm here but it's also a miracle that she's alive that's I think that I will give it a 90s because it was not perfect but it still was a very good Um, outcome right okay so let's talk about a little things more more uh, fun and <laughs> relax a little bit here because <laughs> we're getting so tense right now about the birth uh, well we know that Canadians are peculiar people because worldwide you are uh, recognized as very polite persons right yes What can you tell us about that? ¿Qué nos pueden decir de por qué son personas tan amables según todo el mundo? Why are you considered the most polite people worldwide? You know that, right? Yeah, I know we are. Do you I, agree? I, I don't know that I agree with that, but we say sorry a lot. Okay. I'm not always sure what we're sorry about, but if we, you know, if we do bump into someone in the grocery store, we Both say, oh, I'm sorry. Both of people will say it at the same time. Right. Okay. And I know that in some of my travels, particularly when I go to the United States, and I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I remember there was one time someone said to me, what is it that you're sorry about? And I said, oh, well, I, I interfered with whatever you were doing, or I caused you <coughs> to stop in your tracks, or I don't know. I, I think that we get that label because we say that all the time 
But I would not necessarily say that Canadians are the most polite people. So besides the uh, fact that you say I'm sorry a lot, maybe there are no more evidence for other people to say that you are the most polite people worldwide. Is that what you're saying? Is that maybe because we say I'm sorry too much, but besides that, there's like no evidence. I think it's, well, it's an etiquette that is well-deserved. I don't think that Canadian go somewhere and impose themselves. Um, I think we're the kind to go somewhere and say, I'm on your turf. I will respect mm -hmm. your culture, your role, your way of life. And maybe that's why we come across as polite. Yeah. Because we're not bullies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that it could be as well the fact that it all depends, uh, like, the comparison. Because if you compare Canadians with Americans, obviously Canadians, for us, at least for Mexicans, you are so polite. Because Americans, it's not that they are not polite. It's just that it's a different behavior. And we can tell that Canadians have a very specific way of interacting, like the way that they say hi to you, the way that they listen to you when you're talking, uh, uh, the fact that you say, oh, I'm sorry, because you know that it's polite. We, and we say sorry as well a lot, but maybe not that much. But we, we understand that fact, so it's interesting. ¿Alguna vez has conocido a un canadiense muy educado? Todos los que he conocido han sido muy, muy educados. So every single Canadian that, that Pamela has known has been a very polite person. And in my case, it has been the same. So congrats. You are very polite for <laughs> everyone else. Um, do you have another question, honey? Okay. <laughs> Este, nos gustaría que nos compartieran cuál consideran que ha sido su mejor momento en este viaje. Can you tell us what has been your best moment in this trip? Es importante que mencione que sea un momento que nunca se les va a olvidar a las dos. Okay, what has been the moment that you won't ever forget in this trip? What's like the top of the memories that you have had in this trip? For me, I guess it would have to be the first dive in Cozumel. That was our first dive flying solo, certified. And we were buddy, diver buddies. Um, that's the dive I'll never forget, definitely. Okay, w when was it? Uh, yesterday. Oh, cool. <laughs> Okay, so fue el buceo que hicieron ayer en Cozumel. Okay, what about you? Um, it was definitely the dives, but for me it was, the first dive was really amazing in that same context, but for me it was seeing the sea turtle. I wanted to see a sea turtle up close. And this is a dangerous when you're diving but it literally took my breath away and I had to remind myself to breathe okay. because I was just so amazed and mesmerized by this beautiful animal just resting along at the bottom of the ocean and it just it was just in my brain permanently and it's like that's what I had hoped in my heart I would see when I came here And, and we were just lucky, just chanced upon it, and it was so beautiful. Nice. Can you tell us, do you remember what was your favorite toy when you, was a, when you were kids? Okay. What was your favorite toy, Teta? My favorite toy was a, uh, a ballerina doll, because I took ballet when I was very young. Oh. And she was a very, very special toy and very hard to get. And it was a couple days before Christmas, and my dad was away. We lived in this very, very tiny town way up north. And um, I was hoping and hoping that Santa would bring me this doll. Her name was Dancerina. 
and you could pose her into any ballet style that you wanted and she had a little button on the top of her head that if you pulled it up she would pirouette and spin so then serena was like the brand name of the doll or that was her put, name okay that, that was, was the, name the brand of the name doll. of the doll okay. her name was dan serena okay and i took her everywhere with me i was just so in love with this doll and had it well into my adulthood but then she got damaged in a fire oh so you don't have it i anymore. don't have it anymore but i did have it till i was in my 30s but you have pictures of it uh, no. i no no it's just at all? one of those things that i think when we were young people didn't take pictures like they do now yeah not like not constantly exactly, like, like my parents that. might have a picture of it for in a christmas album somewhere yeah okay. but i can still vividly see her interesting maybe have you tried to maybe google it i haven't actually but um it would be, be kind cool. of a cool thing to look up <laughs> to yeah. get it for rianne <laughs> to get it for rianne and my granddaughter yeah maybe interesting what about you jose do you barbie. remember your favorite oh yeah barbie, barbie. okay And the special thing about my Barbies is we have family friends and they sew and they would make for my Barbie clothes with their leftover fabric from something they sew for themselves. Okay. So I remember Doris wearing a dress and my Barbie is wearing the same dress. <laughs> and to me it was very special because I didn't like the clothes that came from the store, but every clothes that her mom and her made for my Barbies, it was like so awesome. Yeah, it was like a <coughs> particular uh, tailor for your Barbie, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah, so and it was like, the, I, I love Doris. I don't know why. Um, what she has. I was very young and I adore her and she probably 10 years older than me. And for some reason, I just like, she was magical to me. And to have my Barbie wearing the same dress as she was wearing was like too cool. That's really cool. Does that Barbie still exist or no? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't think they survive all the moves. <laughs> Um, have you seen these Toy Story movies? Yes, I did. Just imagine that Barbie just having a lot of clothes. <laughs> and w what would she do? Like, oh, look at me. I have new, like a new dress today. Oh, yeah. That's what my <laughs> Barbie said. <laughs> It will be really fun. Okay. And what about, did you have like a particular nickname? Like how people called you when you were kids? Like like a specific kind of fun oh it's not very fun just i don't know Jojo. how your family called you when you were a Jojo. kid how Jojo. Jo jojo because my name in french is pronounced jose jose so it was jojo so jojo do you know what a jojo means in spanish no okay jojo is a, a, a mexican toy so have you ever seen this round oh the yo-yo the yo-yo yeah <laughs> It's a yo-yo. For us, that's yo-yo. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <coughs> okay. So that's how they called you. Yo-yo. Yep. Okay. Did you like it? Or it was like, oh, don't call me like that, please. No, that was fun. Okay. It's fun because I was called, when I was a kid, Jujo. Oh. Mm -hmm. Not Jojo, but Jujo with a U. Jujo. Why? It has no sense. It's just something that my parents came out like Jujo. I don't know, maybe maybe that's that's how I said my name when I was so little because I'm Arturo. So maybe I just say Yujo as a baby or something like that. And I don't know, but it was really fun. And they still call me like that, like Yujo. <laughs> and it's really funny. And what about you, Teta? Well, actually, Tita is my nickname. Oh, so and that my breaking news for my everyone listening. My sister gave that to me because she couldn't say my name when okay. she was little she's about a year and a half older than me my real name is melita okay say that again melita melita yes. m-e-l-i-t-a 
Yes. Oh, okay. And so she called me Ita, and then my parents called me Tita. Tita. Okay, Melita. I don't remember ever listening to that name before. Melita. ¿Alguna vez has escuchado ese nombre? Sí. Melita? Sí. Mm, you know. Melita. Cool. Okay. Because I have uh, met a lot of people with a lot of different peculiar names. That's why I suppose that it could be your name. Right. T Tita. Well, I, it kind of is my name because it's the only name I've ever used. All my legal documents say Melita. Okay. But very few people know that's my name besides my family, uh, my ex-husbands, my children. Uh, and now and my everyone real close friends. around the world knows that your name is... Don't worry, because I'm going to use like a beep sound when it... So my name is beep. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't beep. matter to me. My father picked my name and it's very special. But yeah. my book says Tita. So don't worry, because when you get like a so famous and your book like it's a bestseller um we're just gonna try to beep that part so nobody knows your real name so <laughs> you're safe with us <laughs> do you have another question pamela okay let's go with another question nos gustaría que nos compartieran cuál ha sido su momento más vergonzoso de su infancia did you get that jose jojo no entiendo vergonzoso. Vergonzoso. Uh, what was your most uh, ashamed moment? <laughs> like the most of the least. Okay. Wow. Uh, we were living in the second floor. And it's winter. I'm dressed. I'm probably six years old. And I'm dressed with the full-on snowsuit, and I need to go to the bathroom. And I want to go by the front door because I really, really, really need to go. Okay. And my Wait a sec, because I have a question. Just to give it context, uh, because it's not the same if you were maybe 10 years old or you were 30 years old. So can you tell us how old were you? Yeah, I was this? about six. About six, okay. Yeah. So you were six years old? Six, seven, something six, like seven, that. Okay. And my sister wouldn't let me in the front door. She kept saying, Mom says you have to use the back door you're okay. because you're full of s snow. You're wet. You're sure wet. And mm -hmm. I peed my pants. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? That How did that make you feel? At that moment, yeah. I was so mad at my sister. What did I, you do? I probably yell at her, or I probably... Cr I don't know what I did, but I know I was mad at her. And uh. she's, what, seven, six years older than me. And she was doing the... Mom left her in charge, and so she's the l little boss. And what did your mother say? I don't remember at all what my mom said. I don't know. I just remember that moment. Oh, well. Did your sister get another kind of punishment for that? I, I don't know. No me acuerdo. No, no lo sabemos. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. What about you, Teta? Um, so the, I guess the difference between the most shameful moment or embarrassing moment mm -hmm. so uh, okay. let's go with embarrassing because shameful you is can share both if you no, want shameful is kind of <laughs> private shame is a, a thing that each of us has to deal with on our own okay but um, embarrassing embarrassing again I, I think it's a whole sister <laughs> thing I don't know <laughs> I think I was about 14 and Um, my sister and I were just at home, hanging out, playing around, and she started tickling me. Okay. And I told her, stop tickling me, I have to pee. No, she didn't believe me. She, she sat down on me and started tickling me, and tickled me and tickled me until I peed. <laughs> <laughs> and the, she, she was so shocked and so mad at me, and I said, I told you I had to pee. <laughs> That's so funny. And she told you, no, I won't stop. And you have to use the back I was door. almost out of breath. Like, I was just 
like she was tickling me. I could hardly breathe, and I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna pee myself, and I did. <laughs> I hated her. Okay, well, I mean, my story is another one about peeing. So, Seems to be a common thing. Yeah, I was maybe mm, ten years old. I was in class. I I I I went to a Catholic school. So we were in a little church in the school when we were praying, I suppose, something like that. And I had to go to the bathroom, but I didn't know what to do. At that point, it was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to just stand up and leave and go to the bathroom. I don't know. So, okay, I can't wait. So I, I had to pee, but I I didn't want to move because I didn't want to be observed by everyone. Like, uh. So, you know, the story tells itself so I just beat myself there in the at God's house I suppose <laughs> we can put it like that so it was really una vergüenza hacerme en la casa de Dios so yeah it was really I don't know something that it was funny later yeah. but at that moment it was Not like so oh then. actually it was like fuck I mean this is like the most embarrassing place to this to happen to me right now because there were, was no way to hide obviously okay what about you Pamela do you want to share your your mommy with us sí. tenía 17 años era mi primera cita y yo en ese entonces bailaba hawaiano entonces estábamos con mi con mi prima I'm gonna start <laughs> translating so she had 17 years old she was uh, mi primera cita her first date uh -huh. y class de hawaiano Tomaba clases de and she was taking hawaiian dancing classes dancing lessons comencé a bailar frente a él porque mi prima le dijo que bailaba muy bonito y se me rompió el pantalón oh so she was dancing in front of that date and the pants it were there que eran pantalones so the jeans or pants just <laughs> and y fue justo cuando le daban la espalda so she was giving her back to, 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 to him when that happened. So it was something like... Full, full moon. Full moon, yeah. después? <laughs> what happened next? Pues me tuve que amarrar una sudadera, pero me daba frío. She was cold, obviously. Yeah. I, if I were that guy, I would just start clapping, I guess. Like, I was oh, wondering if you got a second date. <laughs> Did you have a second date? Tuviste una segunda cita? Sí. Obviously, it was like, oh, yeah, I want another date. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I just remember that I, in our first date, I wasn't wearing underwear. Don't ask me why because that's another story, but it's just like a funny thing because I was thinking like, I know that she won't realize, but uh, it's weird to be here in a first day with something that I really like without underwear. <laughs> but the reason was that I went to the gym earlier and I didn't took my underwear with me. So I rather to not wear underwear than wearing, uh, you know, something that was maybe sweaty, sweaty and stinks, and, you know. But it was funny later, like, oh, by the way, I wasn't wearing underwear that day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have a question before another question from Pamela, which is, how did you meet guys? Please. What's the story behind <laughs> your friendship? I want to know. And by your laughing, I suppose that is something really funny. So. No. No? It wasn't funny. Oh, it is not? No. We couldn't well, it is stand. now. It now is we not. laugh about it, but we couldn't stand each other. Okay, can you describe that moment? How you how have you met? When I met her, I thought she was pushy and bossy, and I was like, who the hell does she think she is? <laughs> okay, how old were you in that 29? moment? It was 28 years ago, so. Okay. So, like, in my defense... I was hired to be the department head of the English people at that school. So, and I was very new to that. Ah, I had only been right, teaching for five right. years. So you were working in the same school. I had just come to the school where Jose was. Okay. And, um, and I'm very new to that kind of a leadership position and 
kind of probably was a little bit bossy, but I was really annoyed by this obnoxious French chick in the staff room who wouldn't speak English when I was there. <laughs> so we didn't like each other. And then our principal decided we should work together on a committee. And that was it. What do you have to say in your defense, Jose? Oh, she's right. <laughs> She described okay. me to a T. It's just what happened there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we became best friend, and I'm even the goddaughter, godmother of our oldest son. So uh, I'm kind of a, a sister she's a family adopted. Member. And what happened that changed your mind? I think we just started working together and realized that we actually got along and had a lot of, um, not necessarily similarities, but complemented each other. And we still do. We, we, we have this really crazy balance in our lives and um, we think the same way about a lot of things and we think totally opposite about a lot of things, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's you kind of get to a point where, I mean, we've been through marriages and divorces and births and deaths and just everything that family goes through together. And at some point, there, that division between friends and family disappears. And I don't know, I just, you know, we had a couple of years where we were both dealing with things in our lives, but just always knew the other person was just over there. And then coming into retirement made sure that being friends and maintaining our friendship was a priority just because of everything we've been through together. And we don't fight ever. No. And we laugh every day. So you haven't had a fight at all? Never. In Never. this, like, how, how many years? 28. 28 years? Yeah. Come on. No. No, no well, ones? Well, no fights, but little, little... Arguments. No, not even that. Okay, no. No, just little funny things like... When I was pregnant with my son, I was very irritable. Yes. <laughs> and, and Jose's accent drove me insane for whatever reason. And she would talk, this, I remember this one day, we both remember this one day, she was talking about. Let me just turn sorry. it a little bit to make okay. She was talking about the hair in her tires and the air is on her head. And I ripped a strip off her and I said, It's air in your tires and hair, one, on your head. They are not hairs. <laughs> and I think that's the only crosswords we've ever had. But she was doing oh. it up two years. And so. it's really funny because it has to do with something like about what you were, what you were doing for a living, like something about words and, you know. Like But it was, it's her accent. It's the yeah. French accent. But I teach French. So my English and who cares, except for except me. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Imagínate 28 años de ser amigas y nunca se pelean. Nunca. Wow. Okay. So Pamela, Pamela's sister lives here as well. So she's our neighbor. <laughs> If I say that they fight maybe three times a week, That's being very... Yeah, like sisters are different. <laughs> so it's really interesting that you haven't fought at all in all these years. No. So congratulations for that. You, can you... Did I you think know? it's respect. Yeah. And, and you were Canadians. asking, you know, what happened when we started to... We met and we didn't like each other, and then we started to work together. I think you discovered a person, and I'm looking at her and said, "Well, you know, she quite she knows what she's talking about, and she her idea pretty good, and it makes sense." And I think it all came from developing respect, and then the friendship came. We started as colleague. And then, friend. 
Yeah, Jose's the leveling agent in our relationship because I go like this and she goes nice and smooth and brings me down to where I need to be and often asks me really tough questions about my life. Okay, she's the one who makes that those kind of questions. She's the one who asks you the toughest questions. She is, but she's also the only one that I can answer those questions to without fear of judgment. Mm. Cool. Well, congrats on your friendship. Have you think about applying for a Guinness World Record in the most like friendship without lie, without without arguments, without a fight? Because you know that the Guinness World Records are something that <laughs> it's their motto is like you can be the best in anything you want so maybe you can be the best in being best friends because if you haven't fight at all that's like uh, come on I, that's a no, lot that part doesn't <laughs> interest me no it but would we're just planning jinx planning our 30th friendship anniversary in yeah. two years that's the big anniversary yeah what i just think something oh we're gonna go to australia okay why to dive the great barrier reef oh that's nice a bucket gift. list is in the bucket list? Yes. What else is in the bucket list? Do you have... Skydiving. Like okay. At least want. Okay. I would like to do it. Which things have you done on your bucket list besides diving? I learned Spanish. Okay. I travel with a backpack on my own through Cuba and Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. You wrote a book? Oh, yeah. I wrote, I had my book, my second book published. Okay. That was on your bucket list. Right. Okay. What else is on your bucket list? I don't know because I don't necessarily have a bucket list the way a lot of people have a bucket list. So it's like a work in process yeah, bucket it, list? Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I guess my bucket list is to... Um, try to live the best life that I can and just see what comes my way. There's like the diving. It wasn't necessarily like on that list for years. It was just about a year or so ago. I thought, hey, it'd be kind of cool to start to learn how to scuba dive or whatever. Yeah. Um, learning how to paddleboard was up there and I did that. So I, it's not so much a bucket list for me as it is seeing opportunities and then deciding that I want to pursue them. Cool. Okay, well, Pamela, do you have another question? Sí. <laughs> Cada viaje es un aprendizaje nuevo. ¿Qué aprendieron en este viaje? What did you learn in this trip? If you I don't I don't know if I learned it or I I just confirm. Uh, I had a mishaps with my sinuses and I couldn't get certified the day I thought I was gonna to. Uh -huh. And to find the confidence to get back in the water, not knowing if my head was going to explode like it did before. Was that difficult? That was, yes, Were because I was very anxious. Okay. It was very painful and it was scary I didn't know what was going on. So even though I, I was going into this, prepare for, okay, if it happened, I can probably control my reaction to it. But I was nervous that it was going to happen again. And the fact that I went back in the water and did it and came out after my dive and no pain that was like okay you know so when you if you fail then try again so yeah i can do this nice there was a great learning there okay and what about you Tata? um i learned probably more about the mexican people and how gracious they seem to be and yeah. how they just kind of go with the flow and accept the things that are and the simplicity of the life here that is just so amazing to me and it's like to leave 
it, it's definitely, as I watched Playa del Carmen grow in the last 10 years since I was here, or 20 years since I was here, just to see how much technology and progress there is, but how much I loved to be out in like the smaller t places like in Tulum and how, how slow and how unrushed life is and how the days just, they don't, it's not about drifting by, but time seems to have a different perspective. And I think it's because everyone takes the time to breathe and people were so friendly and even with the minute amount of Spanish that I have, no matter what I tried to say or do, um, everybody just seemed so appreciative of being here and having what they have. And I just, I fell in love with the country again, and I've learned that I want to live here. Cool. By the way, Pamela is always telling me, like, don't you feel that living here is like being like dreaming all the time que siempre me dices que no crees que esto es como estar soñando todo el tiempo that thing that you said about uh, how the um, uh, perspective of time changes when you are living maybe here mm -hmm. that's something that uh, happens to Pamela because she thinks that she's dreaming all the time <laughs> okay well uh, I don't know, guys, do you have more time or do you want to wrap it up? Because we know that you have maybe things that you want to do before you leave tonight or what? We don't oh, know. Yeah. So can do, do we stop? One more question. One more question. Okay. <laughs> Last question. And it's from Pamela. Sabemos que la vida no es eterna. ¿Cómo les gustaría que la recordaran? sus seres queridos, sus amigos, ¿qué recuerdo les gustaría que tuvieran de ustedes? Ok, Teta, you go first. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> ok, so, uh, we know that we don't live forever, so in which way would you like that your loved ones remind you? Remember, remember me? Yeah, remember you. I hope that my loved ones remember me for being gracious and always giving and um, for accepting them no matter who they are, what choices they make or whatever they do to know that there is nothing in the world that could make me love them less. Beautiful. Jose, in French. En français? Yeah. And then you translate it because um, we want to hear you. Your French. J'espère que les gens vont se rappeler que je suis authentic. That I was genuine. I think that's one thing that's important to me that what I what you see is what I am. There's no game, there's no pretending and when I, and the other thing is when I love, I love with everything I have. So it, it's never a game. If, um, yeah, I think that's it. Beautiful as well. Um, I want to um, say that the other day, someone uh, told me how to ask the time in French, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but if I can remember precisely, it was something like, Excuse-moi, mademoiselle, que l'aiguille, s'il vous plaît. Is that right? Did I just ask it correctly? Oui. Oh, cool. Now I am trilingual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, that was Pamela's last question. I have a last question as well. Awesome. Um, what message would you like to give to your future selves? To my future one? Yeah. Yeah, just imagine that someday, eventually, you will have the opportunity to listen to this podcast again. So this is the moment when you can talk to yourself, but to your future version of you. 
so is there something something that you want to say to yourself see i told you if you went for it it was good to happen okay yeah i told you <laughs> I okay so. okay what about you Teta? for me it would definitely have to be the reminder um, that i wear on my arm and that is this above all to thine own self be true oh beautiful and finally, Teta, you told me uh, about your son, that maybe he would love to listen to you on a podcast. Would you want to say something to him, right? I right would now? say, um, <laughs> yeah, hey, Sterling, I hope that you're having fun in Vancouver and that you rocked your last show and maybe you'll get a chance to listen to this and I will give you the link to Arturo's film and you can watch that as well and maybe you guys can hook up and maybe one day arthur will be in the blue room yeah sterling you will be my next guest eventually if i have to go to canada i will go so i will go for you pamela thank, thank you very much and i'm gonna go to your kitchen as well yeah oh, we did talk about house sharing yeah well we have a lot <laughs> exactly we're gonna go to canada they're gonna come here we're gonna share our homes that that will be epic. I'm I think it'll be cool. I have a goosebump just for <laughs> imagining that. So we have to go to Canada to see House's Kitchen to interview Sterling. Yes. And so we we will put that in our bucket list tonight. Okay? Esos son nuestros pendientes de cosas que hacer antes de morir. Well, thank you very much girls guys for being here it was a pleasure it was so fun uh i had a lot of uh things to 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 ask you but we know that time is something that we cannot have like limitless but thank you very much for all the things that we could talk tonight and we hope that you enjoyed your visit to mexico to playa del carmen and we hope that you enjoyed this talk so thank you very much jose thank you very much teta you're very welcome. This is one of the things I will remember about our trip. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, you're welcome. Bienvenido. ¿Dónde podemos encontrar los libros de Teta? Ayana nos dijo. She okay. just said that. Uh, Pamela was asking where can she read your books, but you just said that at the beginning. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so there's no problem with that. Um, so, merci. Thank you very much. Gracias a todos. This was Beach Talks. You can find us on Spotify. Beach Talks. Beach Talks. <laughs>